Your retirement date is finally here. You're free from the daily grind and it's easy street for you. Or is it? On today's show, we're going to highlight some smart money moves to get you through your first five years of retirement and take you through all, all the stages of retirement when we come back. Welcome to the Financial Insider with Mark McCanny and Eric Seabolt. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Financial Insider with Mark McCanny and Eric Seabolt. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. You'll find the gentleman at Novus Financial and Medicare. NovusFG.com is the website. They are a fiduciary firm and have been helping folks for a good long while. 85 years combined between the two of you. That is, uh, that's more than a lifetime, I think, or almost a lifetime. <laughs> hi, hi, Mark. How are you? Oh, Steve, good to be with you again. And Eric, what's new? Well, Steve, uh, we had a wonderful weekend here, and I, I think everybody's finally enjoying getting out to the lake and spending doing a little family time. Well, I think that's what summer's all about, isn't it? Relaxing a yeah. little bit, you know. It's have... been a long winter, so yeah. you know, it's something <laughs> that we've been looking forward to for quite a while. I'll give you that. And, you know, when you talk about, um, Eric, you were just talking about the uh, the first five years of retirement. So is that is that a very... Uh, transitional? Is that motivational? Is that a problem area? What happens in those first five years? What's been your experience? I think it's the, the time that most people are really excited about. And, and when they think about retirement, Steve, I think that what happens in the first five years is what everybody thinks about or what they've been dreaming about. You know, it's a, it, and it's really those years where, okay, we've, we've finally got out of that grind of going to work for eight or 10 hours a day. We have a lot of time on our hands now, and we want to finally get to do all those things we've been dreaming about doing. And those first five years are really important to accomplishing those types of goals, I think, you know, because, you know, I, when I look at retirement, I think, okay, the first five years, whether it starts at 58 or 65, those are the years when hopefully you're still in really good health and you get the chance to do all those things that you want to do. You're healthy enough to do it. You have the energy to do it. You, you theoretically have the money to do it. And now we finally get that chance. So then it's time to uh, time to party, right? But I mean, there are other things that can happen. <laughs> so, you know, in the first five years, yep, we got there's a lot of important things that, that go on. But do you find that people, you know, early in those, those early years in retirement, do they get a little uh, overzealous with spending? What do you think, Mark? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the they, short yeah. answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, Steve, that's where you know um, you potentially your your account is as big as it's ever been. You know, maybe your four hundred one k hopefully is as big as it's ever been, and uh, you've been thinking about some things that you just haven't had an opportunity to get to, like you know, you know, working on the house, doing that at you know Florida room, taking vacations. So I mean, yeah, you do tend to see. What Eric and I like to say, people front load their retirement with some some expenses. And, you know, that's fine if you're planned uh, properly. You know, that's it's, we're not saying don't go do it, but plan for it so that that money is earmarked and isn't going to affect your your retirement income plan. Sure. Well, and again, as you as we start to look at this, um, one of the, the, the bullet points is de delay grand gestures. I mean, we want to take care of our kids. We want to take care of our grandkids. We want to take care of our grandkids. Maybe even more we want to take care of our kids. <laughs> but again, that can uh, that can be a problem sometimes. It can. I, I think when we're planning for retirement, Steve, 
the types of things that we really need to plan on are the different contingencies on a grand scale. And, you know, by that, I mean, okay, uh, there are going to be large expense types of items that hit us. And have did we set aside the money for those types of things? What? The car's going to break down? What? The HVAC is going to go up? <laughs> it, well, it, my idea, Steve, is when you get to retirement, you go buy a new car and you pay cash for it. And then you go on a vacation and you take a private jet and then you make sure that you spend all the money that you can on your kids. And if there's anything left over, then you could just use those pennies for yourself for the rest of your life. <laughs> so that's that's our advice to, to people, Steve. <laughs> and uh, But no, yeah. but seriously, when we are doing when we are talking about grand gestures, of course, you want to take care of your family and. You know, it's crazy, Steve, where the majority of the wealth of, of this com- this country is really in the retired generation that we have today and those who are probably going to be retiring for the next several years. Right. So if we're thinking about that generation has most of the wealth and the, the next generation, the heirs, don't necessarily have the same type of wealth. They don't have the same, same type of guarantees in life. They don't have the same type of pensions available to them. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with with helping that next generation. But you have to understand that it, it can't be at your expense. You have to make sure that you've shored up everything in your life for your retirement first. Sure. 800-654-3234. That's the number that can get you started down that path. And uh, so, you know, Mark, let's talk about life insurance. I know you brought this up one other time, but so life insurance into retirement, is it even necessary? Well, you know, I think that uh, that oftentimes life insurance gets a really bad rap. Um, and Hollywood certainly doesn't paint it in a great life uh, or light. Um, <laughs> you probably remember the is it Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day, the life insurance salesman? Right. And, uh, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, it's probably one of the most important assets going into retirement. And I say that now because, you know, life insurance, what people don't realize is this ain't your father's Buick. You know, it's a different machine than it was 30, 40 years ago. It, it can do so many more things. So, for example, you know, most people think you have to die to get any benefit out of your life insurance. And, and that's not not true anymore. Many of the companies now allow you to access um, a portion of your death benefit or even all of it. In some cases, uh, if you were to um, lose two of your six ADLs, similar to, um, you know, being in a long-term care type of uh, scenario, uh, or, or for example, if you were chronically diagnosed with something, you could access a portion of that to help cover expenses. So, you know, I think that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, getting life insurance isn't as hard as it used to be. There's a lot more access to it and it can do a lot more things. I think it's kind of like a Swiss army knife um, of, of financial tools because it can do a lot of different things for you. And uh, people really should give it a good hard second look if they haven't already and see if it can benefit them. But I think that's why it's important to sit down with someone like you. You're independent uh, and and you understand the the process and how that industry has changed and evolved, certainly Mm -hmm. over the last 10 years. And and even in the last five, a lot of things have changed and it's worth having a discussion. Mm -hmm. 
It is. Yeah. You know, Steve, I wanted to touch back and just throw this back on you too, for example. You know, you were talking about delaying grand gestures, but, you know, oftentimes since the pandemic, we're hearing clients that, you know, kids moving in with them, you know, delaying getting into the workforce. And, you know, th those are oftentimes very necessary that would, you know, you would once consider a grand gesture, but really it's a grand necessity because, you know, the pandemic really set some 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 the younger generation behind i think a bit but to eric's point you know there's ways to do that you know you don't have to set them up at a in a two-bedroom apartment at polaris for you know thousands of dollars a month the basement works just fine mm -hmm. for many people <laughs> <laughs> so i think that again you know i i don't think we're sitting here poo-pooing the idea of helping family you know and uh, there, there's ways to do both and, uh, and, and I think that is why, you know, working with a group like, like ours is we can offer some of those solutions that we see other clients successfully implementing. Because, you know, we get, a, get to see a good cross-section of all kinds of different walks of life and, and, uh, and, you know, obviously protecting the privacy, but sharing some of those ideas that are working for one client with another that just isn't financial related. Well, I mean, again, it's just a tough thing to have to go through, and, and especially as you get into retirement. And uh, But again, folks, if you'd like to have a conversation, um, now would be a great time to give us a call. Yeah, we're going to break down your positions for you, determine if, it's a, if you should be buying, sell, selling, or holding. Uh, but basically... Steve, for the first 10 callers, what we do is uh, we take you through what we call our retirement first process. And first is an acronym. The F stands for getting you a fee report so you understand what you're paying right now in fees. The I stands for an income plan. Unfortunately, Steve, most people who get to retirement haven't figured out how are they going to pay for that retirement in a way that they don't run out of money. So we address that. It's it's just too important of an issue not to make sure you have a solid income plan for retirement. We want to look at the returns that you have right now and always be trying to maximize those returns. Uh, sometimes just with a, a quick review of your portfolio, we could find small things to change that turn into a big payday somewhere in the future. Uh, and of course, we want to incorporate safety into your portfolio and into your retirement plan. Safety meaning assets that you have that are guaranteed to not lose, but also are going to try to keep up with the pace of inflation, which is pretty difficult these days. And finally, the T part of the first process is to do a tax review. And, you know, we all know, Steve, that, the, you know, the government is our partner in just about everything we do. We yes, just want indeed. to minimize their partnership shares and maximize our partnership shares. So, Steve, for the first 10 callers, we're going to take them through our retirement first planning process. And it starts with just a quick 15-minute phone call to, to make sure that that's something that even makes sense for you. Absolutely, folks. Give us a call right now and take advantage of the offer, 800-654-3234. That's the number. Uh, Mark and Eric are there for you. They understand. They can begin to put you on that financial roadmap to help get you to where you want to be. Uh, the next 10 callers right now will get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today. But more importantly, you'll walk out with a roadmap that's going to help get you to where you need to be. 10 callers right now, 800-654-3234, 800-654-3234. Two, three, four. It's beginning to feel like the worst of the pandemic is finally behind us. And moving forward, some of the old retirement rules need a bit of a revision, though. When we come back, new rules for your post-pandemic retirement plan. 
We are back on the Financial Insider with Mark McCanny and Eric Siebold. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Novus Financial and Medicare is their group. NovusFG.com is the website. I would encourage you to go there. They are a fiduciary firm. They're looking out for you, as always. And, uh, okay, time for new rules, huh? This is uh, this should be exciting. Do you? I like that the post-pandemic retirement plan, the <laughs> PPRP, I guess we'll call that, huh? <laughs> there you go. Better trademark that. Yeah. What do you think? What is that? Where where do we go? Are we seeing things differently? Do we need to to rearrange some of these rules that we've thought have been in place forever? Well, the the first thing that I think that we should all be doing, Steve, is getting out of debt as quickly as as possible. Okay. And, so it was. You know, we were always talking about save, 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 save. Do you think getting out of debt kind of takes precedent this time? I think it does. And, and it was, it's always been important, obviously, you know, of none of us want debt. Mark, what's the Latin term for mortgage again? Well, mort is, uh, the, I know it's not Spanish, death. And uh, so I, I always felt that a mortgage was like a, a death note in a way. But with that said, that's not necessarily bad debt, you know, what well, we're yeah. talking about here. You know, I think, you know, if you have credit cards racked up, um, and uh, any sort of high interest personal loans, you know, those are obviously we want to attack first. And um, Eric and I actually had a client that uh, uh, kind of came into some money and they were interviewing several different advisors. And, uh, you know, of course, as advisors, we always would love to invest the money. But, you know, we looked at each other and said, the best advice we can give to these people is to pay off this debt. And, you know, so if an advisor is telling you, to invest with them, if you have interest, you know, rates of 20% or more or anything along those lines, then you should reevaluate because I don't think there's any advisor out there that would, uh, would purport to be 20% every year and, and say that with a straight face. You know, that's, that's kind of the way we look at it is, you know, get your financial house in order and then come, um, yeah. you know, see us about investing, you know? Sure. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And so, some, go ahead. Yeah, you know, Steve, real quick, too, you know, s some people will tell you, too, that, uh, you know, you can you can leverage debt. You could take that money and do stuff with it. You know, you, that's why we come up with these great terms like internal rates of return, uh, net present value. Therefore, there's, there is good debt. And, you know, it, I think that in a, on a general scale, if you're talking about using those types of leveraging techniques in something like a business, uh, you know, a business that has protections of an LLC or an, or an incorporation, uh, then maybe that, that kind of makes sense. You know, it, I think it, if you're going into debt for your education, you know, that's, that could be a springboard to your level of income in the future. So that, you know, getting into debt for your education, that may make sense. But you, then you obviously want to pay that back as quickly as possible. Sure. But, you know, it, the, the phrase that's always stuck in my mind when it's come to debt has always been the, the borrower is the slave to the lender. You know, do, do you, I think we all see that the profits that these banks take in. And I've never seen Chase Bank in that big of a financial problem. You know, but right. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of individuals who owe money to Chase in some financial having financial difficulties. Right. Well, and you know, so yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just gonna say, so you know, we we personally have risk associated with losing our homes 
you know, and that kind of debt. So, you know, we're, I'm always trying to put debt into perspective and, and figure out on an individual basis for each client, which, which person does this kind of debt make sense for at this particular time? And are they doing what they can to pay it down? And I, I remember, uh, I don't think it was that long ago, guys, that uh, I think I was reading a, a, an article in Forbes magazine where they, they had interviewed the 400 richest people in America. And they said, one of the questions that they asked was, what is the most important thing to do to become rich? How did you get there? And I think out of those 400 people, some like 300 of them, 75%, some crazy number said that they got out of debt as quickly as they could, and they stayed out of debt, you know, and, and, and most people are constantly trying to figure out how to afford payments, you know, for the items that they want to buy. Well, the, the wealthy people don't sit back and think about how am I going to afford this payment on a monthly basis? The wealthy people go in and say, I'm going to buy that using cash, or I'm not going to buy it at all. So I think, you know, there's extremes to this, obviously. But uh, I think if more people went in and had kind of a paradigm shift and started looking at things differently, saying, if I can't pay cash for it, I can't really afford it, and I shouldn't just be budgeting for it. And when you get closer and closer to retirement, that kind of paradigm shift really becomes necessary. Well, and again, you, you make a great point, too, in, in terms of just taking things you know, looking at things more realistically, I guess. And we're talking about rules and, you know, rules of thumb and some, some, I mean, again, a rule of thumb is just that. Um, but the, the idea that, that your home is a great retirement investment, mm -hmm. we're talking about good debt and bad debt. And I, I think mm -hmm. we all agree, you know, a mortgage can be good debt or is considered sure. good debt, depending on the interest rate, of course. You know, Steve, yeah, and one of the things that we have that we did see change, I think, over the last several years is that home values have obviously just shot up. I mean, this is not a secret. And retirees used to be able to kind of downsize their home and buy a smaller ranch or something, one floor. But anymore, you know, people one of the one of the things I was reading about, and I think it was a realtor.com economist, um, was saying that people, you know, that are looking to retire, they have no options to to downsize. So now we have this um, kind of gridlock in the in the real estate market where people aren't moving on, and that opens up a, a home for somebody else to buy. But we we've actually seen people owe more on their house 10, 15 years after their first mortgage because they just keep cashing money out of it. And um, so what I was saying was when when you do that. And then homes have become so expensive when you kind of have these two economic phenomena where we have a, a, a generation of people that oftentimes have used um, refinances to kind of supplement income. And now they're coming into retirement with a fair bit of mortgage debt or home equity line of credit debt. And normally they would sell off their house, pay all that off and downsize and still have some money left over. The problem what we're seeing now is this, there's not a lot of options um, to downsize into, um, and, and that's problematic. So I think we do have to readjust our thinking about income, you know, in that kind of red zone five years before. So like Eric was saying, not to accrue a bunch of debt, 
that even though mortgage debt's not really considered bad debt, you don't really want to get into that situation where you really need to sell your home down the road to pay off the debt that's on it when you're 65 years old. Sure. So, you know, that's that's something that we see and are, are, are showing a bit of concern for, I think, internally here. And, um, you know, so I think that a, a, a bit of want versus need needs to be a part of our conversation with our clients more and more as this as these economic conditions uh, continue to occur, um, especially with the inflation. I mean, I, Eric talked about that until he's blue in the face with people. And, you know, it doesn't seem to be abating at all. <laughs> that's right. With the right plan. And again, that's what working with a, an independent fiduciary advisor is all about is, you know, you're looking out for us. You're going to make sure or at least help to make sure we're going to be where we need to be. Right. I mean, and it all starts with one, like what we just talked about, you have to minimize your debt so that you don't have that hanging on you. And you want to get that out of your budget as quickly as possible. Of course. And then we have to really focus on that guaranteed retirement income and build that kind of plan for you, for you. I like the sound and, of that. And layer it in, you know, put it on, you're going to have your social security, Steve, but we want to make sure that you can actually maximize social security also. So in, in a good retirement income plan, we are trying to figure out how do we maximize social security? How do we minimize debt? How do we go from our 4% rule of thumb that the industry has and maybe even you know, beat that by 40 or 50% in a guaranteed electrified supercharged income stream? And so you know, these are the types of, of things that we could show clients how to do. And, uh, and, and it, oftentimes it just comes, Steve, by by reallocating, by doing doing some tweaks to what they're already doing, and and those those could be like just huge uh, benefits to their long term income perspective, and uh, and really get them not just through their go go years of the retirement, but their slow go years and their no go years. Sure. Well, well, on that note, we are out of time. Let's go ahead and uh, invite folks to call and and continue the conversation. All right, Steve. Well, this is your opportunity to have a 15-minute, no-cost, no-obligation phone call with a fiduciary advisor. And if you're one of the next 10 callers with at least 250000 in retirement savings, we're going to see if our retirement-first planning process makes sense for you. And again, our, our retirement-first planning process, FIRST is an acronym, where we're going to do a fee report for you to make sure you understand what you're paying right now for the, the different investing services and products that you have. We're going to create a, an electrified, supercharged income plan for you so that you can outpace the normal rules of thumb for income and retirement by 40 or 50 percent. We're also going to take a look and see what are the returns that you're getting on your portfolio right now. Maybe by doing a couple tweaks, we can actually increase that performance significantly. We're going to take a look at the safety portion of your portfolio. There's the S in the first acronym. And safety is going to make sure that you have a portion of your portfolio that you can always count on for the rest of your life, that you know is not going to, going to disappear, you know, playing the Wall Street Vegas casino game. And, of course, we're going to have to take a look at your taxes so that we can make sure that you're keeping as much of your tax dollars as possible and not giving them to the government 
unnecessarily. So for those first 10 callers, Steve, let's have that 15-minute conversation and see if it makes sense for you to go through our retirement first planning process. 800-654-3234. That's the number that could get you started on your retirement process. And uh, it's a chance to sit down, get a financial roadmap put together. Mark and Eric are there for you. They understand. They can make things clear and easy to understand. It's a chance for you to get a true practical financial review. And again, there's no cost. There's no obligation. Simply make that phone call. 800-654-3234. Ten callers right now will get that comprehensive financial review showing you where you are today, but more importantly, it becomes a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-654-3234, 800-654-3234. There are a number of reasons not all spouses retire at the same time. One thing certain is it still requires planning and coordination. When we come back, one spouse retires, what happens next? are back on the Financial Insider with Mark McCanny and Eric Siebold. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And of course, they are a fiduciary firm looking out for you with the 85 years combined experience. Novus Financial Group, uh, Novus Financial and Medicare. And I want to talk about that before the show's over too, a little bit of Medicare talk. Um, and uh, again, everything is a phone call away, 800-654-3234. All right, here we are. Um, I like this, you know, so let me ask you, Mark, I'll start with you today this time and just say, um, so is it really smooth sailing? I mean, when couples come in, are they always kind of on the same page in terms of who's going to retire first? And do you see that as a problem or is that a problem that you have to solve? Well, I don't, I think oftentimes when people come in to see us, they don't know what to do. And, uh, you know, it usually stems from, do we have enough income to retire on? So, I, you know, that usually drives the conversation. From my experience, I think Eric would agree. <clears throat> I think everybody gets to a point where, you know, they're done and they want to retire. And then the, the next question is, can we retire? And, um, and from there, usually one goes first. You know, I, I never, we never see people retire on the same day. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. um, so, yeah, there is some, some, some rebudgeting that needs to be done. Um, rethinking of things because, you know, when one spouse stays home, you know, you can shift some responsibilities around. One's not driving anymore. Maybe you don't even need two cars. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you're in a transition conversation when, when, when that occurs. And, um, you know, we can, we can walk you through that because we've seen people do this many times. And, and frankly, probably one of them, the, you know, like you were talking about, the most important thing is, is coordinating health care. And um, and that's always an issue. So we have to sit down and kind of figure that one out because that's probably one of your bigger expenses um, yeah. when one's looking at retirement and if you're if you're getting group coverage and how to coordinate that. Right. Exactly. And uh, you know what about budgeting? We we talked about that earlier and and how budget really isn't a bad word. It's just a it's just a reality. And uh, again, with one spouse not having an income anymore, this may have to be revised. The budgeting is the, you know, the most important thing that you can do as you get prepared for retirement, Steve, because this is where you really get down and you say, okay, do we have enough money to retire? And what's the risk or what's our risk? Because we're talking about two people here, spouses. 
of not running out of money by the time that the second spouse is gone. So this could be a pretty significant length of time. And, you know, that's where we keep harping on, man, let's get rid of this debt if we can get rid of it. Let's not have to worry about it anymore. Let's pay off these cars if we can. And, uh, you know, by minimizing the, the, the expenses that we're having every month, now we can increase our odds of not running out of money. And, and we understand that, okay, we can adjust it annually. We can adjust it based off of our ages. And we can, you know, kind of work back from this is our longevity risk here. This is, we plan on living X amount of years because this is how long our parents lived and this is how healthy we are. You know, and now we could start saying, okay, well, we've got a couple buckets of money here that we could work with. And this money is going to go to take care of these issues. This money is going to go to to handle these fun things that we want to do. And maybe we even, you know, Mark likes to, to use the strategy of front waiting. Mark, can you explain that a little bit when it comes to income planning and front waiting? Yeah, Eric. So, you know, oftentimes when you need to front load your retirement income a little bit, what we like to do is create a bucket of money. So if you're, you know, five or six years out and there's some things that we can identify, some bucket list items, maybe that vacation, um, a new, you know, RV purchase, anything that you might have, you know, we really don't want, we want to, you know, kind of, we don't want to commingle those funds with your retirement income funds because we're going to, you know, we really don't like taking large chunks of money out of that income bucket. So, you know, I think what Eric was saying is let's, Let's plan for that so that we can keep those in what's kind of a short time horizon spend down bucket versus what we would consider long term monies that would be paid out over your, you know, the course of your lifetime and your spouses. So, you know, it, the key there is we can do it. We just need to identify it because what we don't want to have is a situation where, you know, we've got the retirement income kind of set up and then, you know, you say, hey, I need uh, $80,000 for this or that or a new roof or whatever and that kind of kind of um, changes the plan on on the money we had earmarked for a retirement income that would be paid out systematically over 20 or 30 years sure 800-654-3234 let's talk about the emotional side of of a, a couple retiring i mean one you already mentioned i think mark that you know duties responsibilities at home could mm-hmm. change but the but the stress on the relationship do you see that as a i mean it do you see that as a as a problem or can it be a problem just because you know this couple has spent their lifetime working separate places and suddenly they're stuck at home you know, I actually see it as, as kind of a good thing. I mean, and, and I can say that because I have um, two very good clients that had kind of a similar situation. And this is not unique to them is where one will, you know, depart the workforce a couple years earlier, earlier even. And, um, and you know, he, what he was able to do is, you know, help out with grandchildren and, and, uh, and uh, act as kind of a, a babysitter to their daughter. So, you know, it was... You know, when we talk about helping family and and that sort of thing, you know, it really is a great time for people that are in that transitionary period to have somebody at home again um, to take care of things. And I think in many cases, it takes a lot of pressure off of the working spouse or the spouse that remains in the workforce because you have somebody at home taking care of household items uh, or helping with family during that time. So, you know, we have not seen it to be a stressful issue or one that creates tension. 
it's actually we we've seen it if it's coordinated correctly that uh, it, it's actually a really good thing. Sure. All right. Well, I like the sound of that. It, you know, I like your optimism. <laughs> 800-654-3234. Let's talk Social Security because as a couple, it, there is there are very few things that are more important than making that decision and making sure it's the right one for each of them. Right. I, I, Social Security is the what we consider the foundation of an income plan for retirement, Steve. It's that one guaranteed payment, or hopefully guaranteed anyways, that uh, you, you're going to be able to count on in retirement. And But we all know that the earlier that you claim Social Security, the lower that guaranteed payment is going to be. So, you know, for example, if your full retirement age, so the FRA is at 66 or between 66 and 67 years old, well, it's going to be one amount. And if you wait an extra year and you're able to put claiming that Social Security off just one year, it will grow 8%. And it will do that for the, that year and the next year and the next year, and it'll stop at 70. So it can be, it can be you know, theoretically, Steve, 32% higher of a payment at 72 or at 70 years old than at your full retirement age. So considering that it's your long-term guaranteed foundational type of income for retirement. We want to try what well, we're thinking about how to craft an income plan for clients, Steve. We, we want to see, can we do something to put that off as long as possible and, and let that thing grow to, to be its maximum amount without really having to change your lifestyle while you're doing it? And again, those are the kinds of things that you guys do each, every day, day in, day out, is helping folks. It's about the education process, too, isn't it, Eric? Education is the key. I, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, we all say client knowledge is client power. You know, that's kind of our phrase in, inside our firm is that the more that you know, the better decision you can make. Because, Steve, honestly, we're not here to make decisions for anybody. You know, we're, we're here to just provide solutions to help educate to show folks different strategies and techniques that they may not have seen before. Uh, a lot of folks really, uh, by the time that they get to us, they've had an advisor helping them with the first stage of their planning, which is the accumulation phase. But as you get to retirement specialists like us, we really need to take over at that point because we, we look into and we understand and we educate the clients on all of the different issues that you're going to face during your retirement years. And then we can even break that down into phases of retirement and customize the solutions for those phases. Perfect. But it all starts with, ed with education. Well, and again, and, and it starts from, uh, from you know, a listener standpoint. They just need to make that call, and I would encourage them to do that right now. Sounds good. Well, Steve, we are an independent, conflict-free, fiduciary, registered investment advisory firm we don't have bosses, you know, telling us what to do with our clients' money. We will only recommend something if it is the absolute best solution for the client. And it's not just some of the time, it's all of the time. So this is your opportunity to have a 15-minute, no-cost, no-obligation phone call with a fiduciary advisor. And if you're one of the next 10 callers with at least 250000 in retirement assets, we're going to see if our retirement first planning process makes sense for you. Again, the first is the word first is an acronym. 
F standing for let's do a re, a fee report to see what kind of fees you're paying, what money is leaving your pocket and going into somebody else's right now. Let's hit the I, which is create a, a an electrified supercharged income plan for your retirement to outpace anything that the, the traditional rules of thumb can tell you that you can do. Let's take a look at the returns in your portfolio because by oftentimes by just making small tweaks in your allocations, we're able to make a significant difference in the long-term growth of your account. Let's look at the safety of your portfolio so we can make sure that that money that is, is guaranteed to not lose is getting its best opportunity possible to keep up with inflation at the same time and let's tackle the taxes. You know, let's have that discussion because we want to make sure that you are keeping all the money that you can in your pocket when it comes to what you owe the government and, uh, you know, really minimize those annual taxes that you're paying. So let's do that tax assessment review as well. So Steve, for those next 10 callers, give us a call and we're going to take that opportunity to have that 15 minute conversation with you. That sounds great. Take advantage of it, folks. It's a phone call away, 800-654-3234. You will be able to sit down, get a financial roadmap put together, taking things that are complicated, making them clear and easy to understand. That's what Mark and Eric can do for you. A chance to get a true practical financial review. It is a phone call away at 800-654-3234, 800 three, four, ten callers right now. We'll get that comprehensive financial review. And again, you'll find out, yep, this is where I am today. But more importantly, here is a roadmap that'll help get you to where you need to be. 800-654-3234. 800-654-3234. Listeners have been busy asking plenty of questions. When we come back, we'll answer as many of those as time allows. the Financial Insider. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark McCanny's here. Eric Siebold here. Novus Financial and Medicare is who they are. Um, NovusFG.com. That is your website. And again, you guys have done a great job with that website in terms of just keeping it up to date, lot, having lots of current things out there, you know, because the, the, everything is changing so quickly right now. It's good to have a place to go. And, and, and your website is certainly that place from a retirement standpoint. Steve, we try to keep it updated. And, uh, you know, to that end, uh, you know, this summer, we're probably going to do some and advertise them here, some seminars. We, uh, you know, now that the pandemic's kind of drawing to a close, you know, uh, hopefully we are, uh, we're going to try to get back in front of uh, folks face to face because we find that nothing's better than face to face. And uh, so we usually do some uh, seminars over in the Westerville area, and we will update that on our website. So if you keep an eye out on, on our website for that, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously introduce them here, but you can check there to make sure the times, dates, and directions to get to those. All right, fair enough. And uh, folks, if you want to get a head start right now, it's 800-654-3234. Let's jump into a couple of these questions while we've still got some time. Uh, Lisa is in Columbus. Uh, we have a corporation, and my husband and I are president mm -hmm. and secretary. My daughter works for us, too. I'm 62, and I want to maximize my retirement. Should I file at 70 or 72? Also, should up should I up my income, or can I just up the amount I pay in taxes? There's a lot going on there. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, there's a fair bit to unpack. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, the key there is that you're in, I, I'm assuming we're talking about social security here. Is that uh, your understanding, Steve? Yes, yes. I mean, there's really no benefit to waiting, for, you know, an additional two years. So I would say 70 would be my thought is that's where you're going to max out. Um, and then the second part of that is, should I up my income or just amount I pay in taxes. Well, um, I think we need a little more information there, Steve, don't you? Right. Yeah. Again, I, it was a little confusing to me. Um, but I, I mean, to me, what, what stood out is that nobody should wait until they're 72 to claim social security. No. You're, just, you're just giving it away at that point. No, no, I wouldn't think so. So I, you know, I think that what I can get from that is uh, definitely take it at 70 and not 72. And then, and I think the other thing is just give us a call here and let's talk through what we're what you're talking about here with the taxes portion of that um, and, and, you know, really that your filing strategy should revolve around the other aspect of your portfolio. And, you know, we look at that very holistically. So, you know, for us to kind of give that advice, you know, in the dark here, you know, just let's qualify that that's just a, a social security question, but realistically we should be looking at the whole, whole picture before, before we uh, definitively say to sure. do something or not do something. Well, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to know what the what the information yeah. is here. But boy, you talk about Social Security. This is a mm. weird story. Um, so, uh, in my neighborhood, the father of the couple of one of the couples that lives across the street from me, anyway, wandered over. We're talking. We're about the same age, and and so he's saying, "Well, yeah, I'm getting ready to retire." And I said, "That's cool." And um, he said, "Yeah, I'm going to go to Social Security next week and figure out how much I'm going to have." Hmm. And I thought. Wow. Are you really serious about that? You really don't? I didn't say any of those things because then, you know, I got the look from my wife. It's like, keep your mouth shut kind of a deal. So <laughs> so I did. But I felt bad that, that, I mean, again, but I think that shows that there are a lot of people out there who don't fully understand how important that job, that decision is. It really well, Steve, is. That's Steve, probably I mean. a reflection on how successful you are in the neighborhood you're in. That they're not even concerned about the, <laughs> about the, the, the amount they'll get from Social Security. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I, I knew so. you lived in the big ta the big yeah, houses. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, this he was visiting, by the way. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Oh, so boy. Lisa, if you want to know more, eight hundred six five four three two three four. But I just thought that was astonishing. That, and I guess he's probably not the only one that that is that's under informed about that kind of thing. Sadly. Social Sadly, Security. Yeah, I mean, and but here's the nice thing too, Steve, is a, a good first step for everybody who's listening today could just go to socialsecurity.gov and register for your own account. And you'll see that they'll tell you exactly what you're in store for at these different times in your life. So it's it's actually a pretty good website. And uh, they spell it out really well. And I'm, I'm gathering from Lisa's question that uh, you know, when she says, should I up my income, it, that's probably leading to, you know, for for those 10 years or 40 quarters that Social Security is is basing your payments off of, she's wondering if it would make a difference if she kind of squeezed the balloon and increased the income so that they can then look at those years or those quarters and, and include it in the formula. 
So I think that's just what we need a little bit more information on is that, you know, so that we're not guessing on that. All right. That makes sense too. Uh, Westerville, uh, Jeremy is in Westerville. Uh, Jeremy says, I'm 51 years old and my wife is 52. We don't have a retirement plan. Now that our son is through college, we're thinking about our financial future. As I said, we don't have a retirement plan, but we have three life insurance policies with a total cash value of about $160,000. Should we remove some or all of that cash and invest in a Roth IRA, how should we begin saving for retirement? Well, they, they've got a lot going on too. Yeah, they really do. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, uh, life insurance can be a really valuable asset, um, like we talked about earlier in the show. But, um, you know, it, you know what, it, what we have found is, you know, if you're trying to grow your money, um, you know, and keep pace with inflation. Sometimes it's it may not be the most efficient mechanism to do that. So, you know, depending on you know how much they need the death benefit or the protection aspects of the life insurance, um, you know, maybe it does make sense to leave it there, or maybe it doesn't. So, I, I think uh, again, we need a little more information um, about their situation before we could make a call because what we never want to do is just tell somebody to get rid of their life insurance without having a full understanding of their needs. Sure. And, um, but, but, you know, but what a lot of people don't realize is the cash value that's contained in a life insurance policy can be transplanted into other investment vehicles that maybe give them uh, additional benefits or growth opportunities that they're not getting in the life insurance. So the good thing is there's options there and that's a good amount of money and it's a great start. And uh, it's a great point to start the planning because, you know, you know, they may not have a retirement plan, but uh, but 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 they have saved. And that's the most important thing. All right. We got time for another one here. Let's go to Karen in Upper Arlington. Uh, Karen says, my husband wants to get a one hundred thousand dollar home equity line of credit at four and a half percent interest and use the cash to max out both of our 401k contributions over the next three years. He says we can earn more than four and a half percent in the 401k and we can also deduct the interest from the loan on our taxes. I don't feel good about this idea. Do you? Either of you? <laughs> I, you know, Steve, I do, I do not feel good about that. First of all, I, I question on whether or not, Mark, maybe you could explain this a little bit better, but can you deduct the interest from a home equity line of credit for taxes? I, I'm not even Sometimes. sure you can do that. Sometimes, yeah. but what, what more importantly, what I'm hearing is just so that, just to be clear, uh, you know, you cannot take out a loan and put it directly into your and, and those monies into your 401k that has to come through your payroll. So, um, so I'm assuming what she meant was they're going to use the money that they normally would have taken from employment and live off of the money from the heat, the home equity line, and then just direct most of the money that they're making into the 401ks themselves. Because just to be clear, if the money's going to go into the 401k, it has to come through the payroll that you're earning at work. Um, but again, you know, you know, borrowing money, you know, uh, there's a term for that on a way it's called margin <laughs> investing. So <laughs> you're borrowing the money to invest and hoping that you outpace the, the, the rate of uh, indebtedness on that money. So, you know, uh, you don't have a lot of time to recover. And if, if things go south, you know, it's, it's probably not something that we would recommend, not saying that people haven't done it, but, you know, it, our, our philosophy is probably not going to go that direction, Eric. I, I think you would agree. 
Yeah, there's there's a certain amount of anxiety, I guess you could say, involved <laughs> with getting debt on the home that you live in and then trying to beat the Wall Street casino with that money. And while some people do do it, because four and a half is you know historically a pretty decent interest rate for that, uh, I I just wouldn't suggest doing that with the home that you live in. You know, if things go south on those investments, um, you know, obviously you don't just have to make up for the four and a half percent interest rate. You have to make up for that and then for inflation on top of that. So at today's inflation rates, Karen, you're going to have to have probably a 13 percent return on your investment before you actually start making money. That's just a break even. And that's pretty hard to do. And and I don't think anybody would ever say that I can guarantee that for you. Right. So if you can't guarantee that, and if you want to use your your home for that kind of roll of the dice, then I'd say that that's, that's pretty risky. And I'm not sure I would go there. So you're saying that uh, Karen's husband is nuts. Uh, well, if I we said want that, him it's as okay. a client. Then... <laughs> aggressive, Steve. Aggr- aggressive. All right, Very there you aggressive. go. But, but it's a great question to ask because that, that kind of gets you where maybe Karen's gut is telling her that this is not something that we want to do with the home that we live in. But his gut's telling him something else. Sure, but so that maybe she made some bad life choices here. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, never. I'm sorry. I don't mean to drag on. But let's uh, tell you what. We've got to uh, wrap this thing up. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time today. Sounds good. Well, Steve, you know, everybody who's out there listening today, you know, this is your opportunity to have a 15-minute, no-cost, <clears throat> no-obligation phone call with fiduciary advisors. You know, so if you're one of the next 10 callers with at least 250000 and retirement assets, we're going to see if our retirement first planning process at Novus Financial and Medicare makes sense for you. That's where we're going to take you through our proprietary planning process, where we're going to review the fees in your portfolio. We're going to create a, a supercharged income plan for your retirement. We're going to see if we can do any tweaks on your investments to really create value for you and build those assets up as quickly as possible. We're going to make sure that the safe portion of your portfolio is maximizing those returns as well and not risking being lost over the years. And, uh, you know, we obviously want to take that money and try to keep up with inflation also something that not real, you know, bonds can't really do these days. And, and unfortunately that's what most folks have to use for their, their portfolios for their safe money. And then we're going to do a tax analysis for you to make sure that you're keeping as, as much of your money as possible and giving the government as little as possible. So, Steve, for those first 10 callers, you're going to, we're going to have that 15-minute conversation and see if it makes sense for you to go through our retirement-first planning process. And again, retirement first planning process, that is what's in the offing here, 800-654-3234. That's the number to call. You will be able to get a, well, financial roadmap put together, a chance for you to get that true practical financial review. And if you're listening, then give us a call. It's 800-654-3234. Ten callers will get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see, yep, here I am today. But more importantly, it's a long-term look. It's a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 
800-654-3234. Well, Eric, as always, Mark, true, uh, you know, I always have a good time. This is a, a really, really fast-paced, action-packed, and uh, very informative show. It does go Thanks, by Steve. quickly, Steve, but we, we appreciate you and, and all that you do. And we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we do appreciate that. And uh, we're going to be back again next week with topics and questions and a whole lot more right here on The Financial Insider with Mark McCanny and Eric Siebel. Investment advisory services offered through Novus Financial Group. Mark McCanny, Eric Seabolt, and their guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and Secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Novus Financial Group. By contacting Novus Financial Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.